fueled by C4, Cellucor, and Extend. Use the code Clydesdale to get 20% off the checkout at C4Energy.com. On Clydesdale Media, where we bring you the widest array of content here on our YouTube channel. Make sure you like and subscribe to the channel. Hit that notifier so you first know when new episodes are available. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Clydesdale Media Podcast. My name is Scott Switzer. I'm the Clydesdale. She is Chelsea Nicholas. She's one of my favorite people to talk to. And we're in the off season, so that's what I like to do. I like to talk to people I like to talk to. So um, here she is. Chelsea, how are you doing? Great. Excited to be here and chat with you. Um, we have Kenneth in the chat and he loved the thumbnail and, uh, I love that. Like we were able to capture, is that, was that your niece? Yes. Yes. Okay. So, and I know that you love, you love being an aunt mm -hmm. and you love hanging out with the kids. And so it's cool that we captured that, uh, okay. and we're able to use that for a thumbnail. Uh, yeah, they were, that was one of my favorite events and my friend was with her and she asked the people kind of at the gate like, hey, this is her niece. Can she come say hi and good job really quick? And they let her pass the gate to come say hi to me. So it was a really special moment. Yeah, that it was so cool. Um, so we have Kenneth in the chat. We have Elise. We have Corey already. We have Damien. Um, so good. So glad you guys could be with us today. Um, the One of the reasons I wanted to talk to you. So. Now that we, you mentioned that was one of your favorite events, is was that the sled push? Yes. Okay. So we made a reel, mm -hmm. and it's one of my favorite reels we made from the games, and I'm going to share it because I can. It's my show. Yeah. I can do that. And um, so I have it up. I'm going to pop it here. What I love about this is this event took people down. And what the reel shows is, like, as everybody finishes – they kind of like drop to their knees. Colette completely like flops to the ground. Um, and then at the very end, you look right into my camera and you, and you give me like a thumbs up and it's the coolest. I want to, I want to share it with everybody and I'm not playing the music cause I don't want to get the copyright violation, but there's Chelsea finishing and she just goes right to her knees. And then we have Stacy Tovar and she goes right to her knees. <laughs> And here's Colette with the with the flop. It was hot that day, and that was a lot of pushing. And then you're like, but it's all good. <laughs> so I, I love that reel and I just wanted to share it um with I don't everyone. Know that I've actually seen that. <laughs> you haven't? No, that's cool. Yeah, I it was so it was so I iconic that you all like had the same reaction at the very end. Just like you get the sled across and just, and you're, you're yeah. just done. Um, it was a long push. And I think part of it was we didn't quite know when it ended. And I think a lot of us thought it ended when the turf turned blue. So we're like, oh, we're done. And then they're like, no, keep going. And so then we have like a whole other section to actually get to the finish. So like that last little bit was kind of like, um, I don't know. It was, you just don't know how long you're going to be pushing. <laughs> Well, and that next section was black, correct? It was blue. So that's black. When you stop. Yeah. And that black section, I heard that day, mm -hmm. the temperatures were hitting 130 degrees. 
It was really hot and they were really good about bringing us like cold, wet towels and water right when we finished and then telling us not to lay down because it was so hot. <laughs> yeah. And Damien says a bit warm. Yeah, it was, it was really hot that day. Um, and then when you, when I caught you looking at the camera, you were right in front of the fan. And so that's, that's, and I, and I love, that's the end of the reel is you giving the thumbs up. Yeah. Um, so it's really cool. But um, the, one of the main reasons I wanted to have you on is if people don't know your story, you made it to the CrossFit games, you were in first place and you were doing box jumps and everything changed in a flash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. so if you were watching Monday night football, you saw a similar boot being put on Aaron Rodgers' foot and ankle. This week, I think it was Tuesday, you did a story mm -hmm. where you spoke directly to Aaron Rodgers about what is going to happen over the next few days, weeks, and that if he ever needed anything, he could reach out to you. Yeah. yeah. Um, and in that story also, you said – the minute you saw him in the boot, you knew. Yeah. I mean, before I saw the boot, they had said ankle injury. He, he was in the tent. And, like, watching the play, it didn't look, like, too dramatic. But kind of the way he stood up and it took him a bit to process that he was hurt. And then he sat back down and put his feet up. That looked so similar to kind of what I went through. So even before I saw the boot, I was like, it might be his Achilles. And then I saw the boot and I'm like, oh, it's for sure his Achilles. Um, so, so I was in Minnesota in 2015 when Julie Fouché did a box jump and the Achilles went. Mm -hmm. I was at the games when you did a box jump and like, like we're not we're not friends, but like we've become pretty good acquaintances over the last year. You've been on oh, the show friends. a lot, yeah. yeah. And like I I was I wanted you to win so bad. I picked you to win your division. Yeah. And, and then when that happened, my heart just sunk. Oh my gosh! It. I mean, me too. <laughs> I. I knew that it was a possibility for me. I, I for sure wanted to land on the podium, but how the weekend was, or how the week, I guess, was going, I mean, that goal had changed from podium to top of the podium pretty quickly because um, I'd been in first place the whole time. We were over halfway through. I liked the events coming up. Um, and, yeah, and then everything changed real quick. And And as an observer of the sport, when you're watching box jumps and you see the reaction that you gave when you landed, it's, you, you know, like you just know there it went. Mm -hmm. I, I haven't actually watched it, but like from what I can recall, um, I only had a few reps left on the second set of box jumps. Um, and then I did a jump and it kind of felt like I got hit in the ankle and I think I landed kind of on my knees on the box and I thought maybe whoever was in the lane next to me had fallen over or that a judge had like kicked me and I looked over and there was nobody there. And because I was doing box jumps, I pretty immediately thought to myself, I think I might've just ruptured my Achilles. So I 
kind of put my foot down and sat down on the box and made eye contact with the head judge and the medics came over and I was like, I think I ruptured my Achilles. Um, so we waited for the event to end and then they kind of helped me off and I put my foot down to like try and take a step and feel it out. And it just felt like my foot couldn't push into the ground. Um, and so then we shuffled into the medic room and uh, went from there. <laughs> so did you have a full rup full tear? Yeah. Um, full rupture. And I actually heard that when it's a full rupture, it hurts less, which because if it's like holding on by a little bit, that's probably more painful. Right. Um, and so, yeah, that was the other thing when it happened, it really didn't hurt. Like I said, it just felt like it got hit and that's why I was confused. I'm like, did it, am I hurt? Like, is something wrong? Like it didn't feel, it felt wrong, but, uh, yeah. Um, they took me back and they were able to do an ultrasound right on site. And he had said, uh, the ortho on site said it looked like it might be hanging on by a little bit, but it was definitely like a surgery thing. Um, but then when they got in there, she said it was definitely ruptured. <laughs> so was the ortho on site, was it Dr. Rocket? Yeah, there were two, him and there was, I think, another also. Okay. Yeah, I actually have just talked to him a lot because uh, in where well, I'm doing a gate a documentary uh, on four athletes we followed at the games. Mm -hmm. Emily Rolf is one of them, yeah. and from her incident last year, the, the comeback. Yeah. So like, he told me that they just got an ultrasound for this season. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Um, and <laughs> I yeah. I don't know that it would have been essential for evaluating this specific injury. Um, because they could make the assessment, they could feel it um, push in places and my toes don't move as they should. Um, but it was handy because they were able to give me the pictures on a flash drive that I could just email to the orthos and PAs that I was kind of coordinating with back home. Uh, so it was pretty amazing. And they gave me the boot right on site and crutches. They had everything. Uh, I was very impressed with the medical team that CrossFit had. Yeah, after talking with him, like they're a no joke outfit, right? They they are like they're orthopedic surgeons, they're emergency yes. room doctors, they're nurses, they're EMTs. Incredible! They, like the whole gambit is covered uh, mm -hmm. on that medical team, and I don't think they get to do they deserve because they all volunteer their time to do that. They were <laughs> one of the highlights for me. I was blown away by the medical team. Uh, unbelievable! Yeah, amazing. And I can't wait for the doc to come out because the, the, Emily gave him permission to give full detail. Yeah. And so like the process and the procedures that they go through and, yeah. and how quick they were to react to what she went through, wow. I'm sure it was very similar to what you experienced. Yeah. Amazing. So the look that, that sold it for me is you immediately looked sideways and down. Yeah. Like somebody hit you. And after talking to Julie, like I knew that's what she felt too. Like someone mm -hmm. hit her in the back of the ankle. Mm -hmm. Yep. And she wondered like who, who got into her lane or who. Exactly. <laughs> um, so you get all that done. Do, are you, are you upset? Are you like sad or are you mad? Are you, or just resolute that this is, this is just what happens in sports and. A little bit of all of that. There's definitely a lot of emotion 
you never quite know how you're going to react in those moments. Like obviously getting injured was the very last thing I ever thought would happen at my first games experience. Um, I remember let's, sitting. <laughs> let's let the audience, let's remind the audience you have been crossfitting since 2012. Yeah. So this was like, we like to say like lucky number 10. It was my 10th season competing. Like the number 10, these last couple of years keeps showing up for me. I was seated 10th because I was the backfill spot. Uh, Granite Games the previous year, I was uh, ranked 10 going in. I finished 10th. I kept showing up in lane 10 at my at the Nationals weightlifting meet last year. My number was 10. It was like 10, 10, 10. And then all of a sudden on my 10th competitive year, I get that spot to the games. Um, yeah. So, so this wasn't like a one-time thing that you you made it and you'll just go back next year. This is something you've been fighting for for a long time. Yeah. And that's what made me like really get in your corner. Yeah. Like I knew that story. I knew what you had been through for 10 mm -hmm. years and you made it. Yeah. And it wasn't easy. You said you were a backfill and we're going to get into that in a second. And then you're winning. Mm-hmm. You're winning the CrossFit games. And then, damn. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I remember because in that event, it was all I had left to do was like the last couple box jumps and then a handstand walk to the finish. And I was sitting in third, but chasing that second place spot. And I was beating the girls I needed to be beating. I was only extending my lead in this event. And so when it happened, I kind of sat down on my box and I just remember watching them go ahead of me. So at first it was like just watching points being taken away from me and then kind of bigger picture setting in like maybe like this whole weekend is over. Like maybe this is it. If it is ruptured, um, maybe it's not just this event and then kind of going from there. But in the moment you kind of have to do like the reality of the things. Now this is happening. Now this is happening. We're in the medical tent. Now, what do we do next? Do we need to fly home tomorrow? Do we need to talk to doctors? So like, and all at the same time, like all these messages, supportive messages, like heartfelt messages coming in and that's kind of lifting me up too. Um, so it was just, it was a lot. <laughs> and I had all of like the people that know me best and love me there with me. And that was huge. Um, it helped a lot. <laughs> yeah. You had family there mm -hmm. and, and like talked right off the top nieces were there yeah. um, and so so what were the so you get you get the prognosis mm -hmm. you get the pictures you live in seattle yeah so you've got to get somehow get from madison to seattle with a ruptured achilles yeah that was kind of the next hurdle i guess um so well immediately following event five was supposed to be the opening ceremony which is like all the games athletes are there. I had my clothes ready to change into. And by the time we like have withdrawn and done all that stuff, it's like, do you want to do the opening ceremony? And like, I had just gotten this boot on. I can't put any weight on my leg. I don't know where my clothes are. For all I know, it already started. And so we were just kind of like, I don't, I mean, let's just move forward kind of thing. So we didn't do the opening ceremony. They carted me um, to the car, handed me crutches and got all my stuff. And we headed back to the hotel and 
Well, I had asked because I was supposed to be there through the whole thing and watching the rest of the games. And in the moment, like it didn't really hurt. So I was like, well, is it an option to stay? I kind of asked the ortho, like, what would you recommend? And his recommendation was to get home as soon as I could to kind of fast track referrals into ortho because that can take a long time. And this is kind of like a more urgent type thing. You want to get it fixed sooner rather than later. Um, so as soon as he said that, we kind of decided like, all right, we're going to rebook our flights and get home sooner and not stay the week. Um, and I'm glad we ended up doing that because the next few days were more uncomfortable than once the adrenaline wore off uh, and things like that. So my parents rebooked my flights um, to get me home the next day. My sister and my friend Liz went to my room and they packed all my stuff, which was a miracle because they give you so much gear at the games and I didn't know what to expect. So I felt like I already brought somewhat full suitcases, but they were able to get everything in um, and pack it all for me. Uh, and yeah, I basically just got to sit and relax and process while they did all the legwork. <laughs> and how blessed are you to have a whole family? Oh my gosh. Um, to be able to, to do that. And, did any of them fly home with you? Yeah, my parents did. My sister's family were supposed to come home two days later, so they just stayed um, and kept their original flights. But my parents rebooked with me um, and flew home that next day, which was helpful. It would have been a lot to navigate the airport alone. Um, but the airport wasn't too bad either. Escalators are tough on crutches. <laughs> but yeah, they helped with my bags. Um, and at the well, I have to ask in the airport, you know, they have those golf mm -hmm. carts that like zoom around all the time. Um, yeah, we didn't you, do that. that up. You're a CrossFitter. You're like, no, I can, <laughs> I can hop on one leg. Yeah. Well, the airline, um, they have people who will push you in a wheelchair if you need it. So when we went to check my bag, we waited around and they brought someone who could push me in a wheelchair and there's like, a separate line for security you still have to wait and everything but they just wheel you around um and then once i got to the gate i got on and off the plane on my own and um yeah, yeah it was a nice little workout <laughs> i'm an athlete i can do that <laughs> yeah yeah there was the concern of um i guess when you're flying especially there's risk of blood clot with an injury like that especially in that area um so they definitely warned me about that. And um, I took aspirin to kind of help with like mitigate that risk. Um, but it all went well. Uh, so. So then walk us through the next, you get home. Yeah. So we decided calling to try and get an appointment. I have Kaiser Permanente. Um, and the earliest they could get me in was Monday. And I didn't want to sit around for three days kind of not knowing what the next steps were so we decided to go to urgent care that thursday right when we got home and the on-call ortho wanted me to come in the next day with the plans of doing surgery that next day um, and then unfortunately he couldn't get an or and he was about to leave on vacation so we put in a referral for me um, and called like phoned a friend sort of thing someone he recommended um, and I didn't hear anything that day. And so I had a friend who knew a PA that worked with a ProLiance surgeon. Um, so I started talking to him and he was able to tentatively schedule me for surgery that next week. Um, so I went in and saw him 
Monday, which made me feel better. Because, I mean, when you have an injury like this and it's late in the week, it's hard to get anything done on the weekend. And you're just kind of sitting around. You don't know what you should or shouldn't be doing. You don't know what the next steps are. You just want to know that you're moving forward and that everything's going to be okay. Um, so once I had like a surgeon lined up and appointments um, lined up, that kind of put me at ease a little bit so I could relax a little bit. I went in and saw him Monday. I had really good feelings about everything. Um, and we actually ended up going into surgery that Thursday. So I guess it was like a week and a day after the rupture. Um, I was in surgery, which everyone I talked to was very impressed I could get in that fast. Um, so I feel very grateful. And you work a real job. Like, yeah. day, right? So like, so they give you approval to go to Madison to compete in the CrossFit mm -hmm. Games. And then you have to make the call that <laughs> something happened and yeah. I'm not going to be back on Monday like I thought. Right. So I... I use vacation days. So like, that's my time, my benefit, I can use it how I want. Um, but I am very, I have a very supportive team. And a lot of them were actually following along. And as soon as they saw on the leaderboard withdraw, I had text messages from them, like what happened? Um, they were all rooting for me, rooting for me. Um, and so yeah, my lead, my manager, everyone super supportive. And luckily, I have a job I'm able to do from home. So I am working remotely until I can drive again because it's my right leg. <laughs> and uh, so I can't drive until I'm at least walking, I think. I actually don't know when that falls on the recovery timeline. But uh, yeah, so I'll be working from home until I think the estimate for walking out of the boot is 10 to 12 weeks, which is end of October, beginning of November. Uh, so I assume that's when I'll be back in office. So. Man, I can't even imagine not being able to drive. <laughs> That's been one of the toughest things, I think. <laughs> like, because you're you're an independent woman, right? You you yes. want to be able to go and do the things you want to do. Yeah. Like, I'll, I'll tell you how freaked out about that kind of. So I had sinus surgery a week ago. We talked about that before we went on the air. They gave me pain meds, and they're like, "You cannot drive while you're on these pain meds." Yeah. So I stopped taking the pain meds the first night. Oh my gosh. I did not want to not be able to drive. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> don't take that away from me. No. Like I would rather, and the pain wasn't that bad. I didn't really need them. So. Right. That's good. I mean, there's other reasons to not want to be on pain meds. I did not like them uh, either. So <laughs> I got off them as soon as I could, but it was, I definitely stayed on them for maybe four, maybe five days um, until it was manageable without. Um, Does your family live close to you? Yeah. My parents live maybe 10 minutes away and my sister's 20. So my parents, I mean, for them, they love to get to be my parents again. So I was staying at their house for at least a few days, um, which is good because I live in a three-story townhouse, so many stairs. Uh, and, uh, so I'm very lucky. That's another thing. I don't know how people do it if they don't have help close by. Cause you would just be Ubering to the doctor. Um, I, it's, yeah, I'm very lucky. I think very early on, I, I was following your journey through this yeah. and you, you couldn't go anywhere to get like just groceries yeah. and I, your parents were away or something. So you yeah. had to use like Instacart or yeah. something for the first time. Mm -hmm. And you kind of walked us through that experience. Yeah. And it was so it was so awesome because 
um, you were able to get like pre pre prepped food mm-hmm. and stuff like that, so that you still could eat well. You still could do all the things you wanted to do uh, through Instacart. So, yeah, are those things learned in this process? Yeah, I I think I knew that was an option always, and for busy people that could be like a really good option, whether you're busy and it also just forces you to stick to your shopping list. So, I mean, yeah, you're paying for it to be delivered, but also you're not buying those like impulse buys. So there's that. Um, but this was kind of out of necessity because I couldn't drive to the store. I, I wanted to eat well and not like out of a box or anything. So, uh, yeah, I use Instacart and I was very impressed <laughs> and I've done it two more times since then, even though I know my parents would get me groceries if I gave them a list, but like you said, I'm independent and if someone offers, I may accept, but I try not to ask for things because I just don't want to be that person. Um, So I know there were stairs involved and you bought like a case of water of some, or or sparkling water or something. And I was like, how the hell did she get it up the stairs? I thought about videoing it, but I didn't want to have to go up and down the stairs an extra time to get the phone. So I was like, they look at the picture. So I kind of uh, put the box on my lap and I was sitting on the stairs and I would do kind of one step at a time. And then I'd move the, like the case of sparkling water, like up one step each time. And the crutches were like along my arm. So it, it took a bit, but we got it up the stairs. And that was your Metcon for the day? Honestly, yeah. Um, Those first couple of weeks, any just daily task or getting here to there felt like a workout. So um, it just takes longer. Um, Every time you stand up is like a pistol on that one leg. Every time you bend over to pick something up, it's like an RDL. Um, Anytime you're crutching somewhere, that's an upper body workout. Um, So got some movement in for sure. Uh, if you're a Friends fan, pivot. <laughs> um, thank you, Corey, for the joke. So, so what is the prognosis? Um, I've heard people say that once you have it repaired, it actually is stronger than it would have been before because uh, they take up all the slack that you develop over time. Um, but it is a full year for NFL players. What does it look like for a CrossFitter? Yeah, I've heard a lot of stuff. I think um, initially what um, felt good to me was there are a handful of high-level CrossFit athletes who have had this injury and have come back to compete at the same level. I can like name a few that I just have known of um, over the years. Uh, so that was really promising to me. And then like looking at the protocol the surgeon gave me, first of all, I made sure she knew that I was someone who um, competed in athletics and like hoped to do that again in the future. So knowing that she said she made it nice and tight, which I think can make maybe recovery a little bit tough or painful in ways, but more functional and to be used at that higher capacity. Um, And just looking at kind of the protocol for what to expect over the next weeks and months. Um, It is definitely a longer recovery than a lot of injuries. And that's because tendons don't get a lot of blood flow. And this is a very large tendon. So it takes a long time to heal. So I'm five weeks post-op right now. 
At this point, I have this boot on that has a big wedge in it to keep my toe pointed because they don't want to stretch it or load that Achilles tendon yet while it's healing. Um, and I've built up to 100% weight bearing in it this last week, and then I'll meet with the surgeon again next week. And from there, we'll slowly taper out the wedge to get my foot from pointed to more flat. And then at the 10 to 12 week mark, which is end of October, beginning of November, I think we will, we should be out of the boot, um, maybe with like a wedge in my shoe. Um, and then I guess from there, PT would start. And it said anywhere from nine to 12 months for, um, exercising at your normal intensity for a sport like CrossFit. So I don't really know what the next <laughs> few months will look like. I think it'll be changing pretty regularly, but um, yeah. So, so the obvious question is, is your goal to sign up for the 2024 Open? Yeah, I mean, I plan to do it. Um, it's easy to say that right now um, because I think a lot of the hard part physically is behind me, but the hard part mentally is ahead of me. Um, because what I'm thinking about now is like, I cannot even imagine doing double unders, which is like the most simple basic movement in the world. Um, and that's always going to show up in the open. And so, I mean, we'll have to see where I'm at when I get there, but I would like to, um, and well, the good news is the Open's now only three weeks. It's not the old five-week Open, right? So there's not as many movements that you see. So you you actually have like that roulette chance that maybe you don't see the thing that you need True. to not see, right? Let's see. September. Give, give you like four, four more weeks to, to get yeah. ready. I could be okay by like, because February is like six months post-surgery-ish. Um, so yeah, I mean, right now that's my intention. I'll of course have to take it day by day, but. Okay. So I have a couple different things. So what's funny is, so Julie Fouché and, and I just, I was around this instance, so I know it kind of the yeah. best is I took my L1 in July after she blew hers or I not blowed it, but ruptured yeah. it. And then. I took my L1 and she was part of the the staff. Yeah. CrossFit level one staff. So I got to watch her kind of go through some rehab stuff. And what, what, what blew me away is on her non-injured leg, she had to wear like an extra heel on her shoe. She strapped it on. Smart. Because, because, the, um, because of the difference in the boot bottom to a shoe bottom. She didn't want to be off kilter and hurt her back or hips or whatever. So she actually strapped a heel like thing on her shoe to do some workouts when she got to hundred percent weight bearing. Um, and she worked out at lunch during that L1. Yeah. That's a really good idea. I mean, cause yeah, I'm hundred percent weight bearing, but it, it feels like I'm wearing one high heel and one flat shoe. So you can imagine it's like not very ergonomical at all. Um, and I've been able to the last couple of weeks now that I can bear some weight on it. I've done like modified wall balls and I just put like either a plate or some mat stacked up under my good foot to level everything out. 
that or I just do a seated variation. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's it's. Uh, <laughs> it like would be good. <laughs> it looked like a cage on the toe, and okay. then it and then it went back and had like a little extra heel to uh, get rise up that that right the other I'll side. Into that, yeah, that helped a lot. So the other thing. You know, I'm asking you about next season and, and you don't know. And one thing that I've I've learned about you is you just kind of go with the flow. Nowadays, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like we talked through last season and, and there were a lot, there was a little bit of a roller coaster for you mm -hmm. um, because you were a backfill and you're just like, you know what? And you, you competed in the elite division at semis. Mm -hmm. You competed in masters semis and quarters you did all the things you even did team for a minute during last season <laughs> yeah, and you're just, yeah. and that kind of blew up in a weird way. And then you're just like, well, I just do what I do. And, and so I really applaud the, the, the mental headspace that you're in through, through all that, at least outwardly, you look like you're handling it well. Yeah. Um, I think especially as a master's athlete, it is a little bit easier to have that mindset because it's not like time is fleeting. It's not like you have so many years in your peak, which by the way, I still didn't feel like I had peaked yet <laughs> being a master's athlete. And, but um, maybe, I don't know, we'll see what happens, but uh, yeah, there's going to be a new opportunity every single year for the rest of my life. Um, yeah. I would like to get back on that stage again because it was such an amazing experience. Um, but if it doesn't happen this year, I don't really care because I just love training and I'm going to keep doing that either way. Um, and eventually I'll get back. So that's kind of what I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah. You, you amaze me with that. And I'm, and I applaud you. So let's, let's move past the injury for now. Okay. Yeah. Um, except for the, except for this piece, Aaron, <laughs> if you need advice, you know, just, <laughs> Just ring her up. Yeah. She'll be able to watch people. People call my people. <laughs> I might try and message him, but he has like millions of followers. So I don't know if you'd ever see it, but just on the off chance he did, just a little encouragement. But uh, I'll probably wait a few days because I know like right when it happens, you're really flooded with stuff. And then like a week, two weeks later, things really calm down and you feel kind of like forgotten and reality sinks in. And so that might be my opportunity to give him a little boost of confidence. <laughs> yeah. The good news for him is being who he is, he got oh. his surgery really, really fast. Best surgeon you could ever find um, immediately. All the recovery tools. Um, yeah, he's in good hands. And obviously he's mentally really strong. Uh, so yeah, he'll get through it. Yeah. And it sounds like he'd like to make a comeback. So that's actually a bonus for me because I can be inspired by him and his recovery as well. Yeah. You can do your comebacks together. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I picture this thing like you skipping hand in hand in your boots down the, down the sidewalk. Um, but anyway, so you are, you, you make it to the games. I want to get past the injury and yeah. talk about kind of your season. And so we, we talked about it briefly, 10 years in the making, you finally make it to the CrossFit games. Mm -hmm. You get there and you go out on the floor for the first time. 
what was that? Was that the big experience or was it going to check in and getting all the swag and, and the locker and all that stuff? What was the bigger, wow, I'm here. Kind of all of it. Like I, I was blown away by the check-in. They really make it special. Um, So that experience was amazing, but it doesn't quite feel real yet. I would say it doesn't feel real until you are walking out for that first event. And like, I remember that moment and like the videos that like my family and friends captured, I just look so excited because it just was unreal. Um, We were lined up kind of behind the bleachers to walk out and like Dave Castro gives all of us a high five. So that was like kind of cool. And then I can see where my family's sitting in the bleachers, but they don't know I'm there because I'm behind them. And then my niece kind of turns around and she peeks through and sees me and she got so excited and told everyone. So, um, and the first event was the max lift, which is probably what I would have said my favorite event would be. So yeah, that was just a surreal moment. Um, I was so happy. <laughs> so Jody is asking Scott who, and if you were, I know, I know you had to come in late cause you're working today, Jody. And, and we, we know what that's like where we both work day jobs. Um, Aaron Rogers and her have the same injury. And so she actually did a story telling Aaron that she was here for him and that if he needed anything and he, she could tell him what it was like uh, through the process of the recovery of the Achilles rupture and the surgery and all the stuff following. So that's what we're, we're kind of alluding to in that, that they can recover together and make their comebacks together. So you get out on, you get out on the, you run out through the high five, Dave, you go through the little tunnel, you get out on North park, Mm -hmm. beautiful sunny day. And then, and then you have to go to work. Yeah. And that event did not go as planned. But it turned out okay. I was planning on doing, I think, two attempts at the snatch and two at the clean and jerk. And I think I did four of each and missed about half of them. But I hit like the lowest numbers that I thought I could possibly hit. And I managed to squeak out the win because I knew strength was my thing. But I mean, it was just, I think part of it was adrenaline. Part of it was like the time between warming up and then going to the one checkpoint and then getting corralled and getting out there, like things felt a little tight, but we got it done. And then you go right into the next event. And, uh, that one was good too. I finished, I mean, with the field of 10, it's hard. You never know how you're going to finish because everyone is so good. That's not a lot. And I had played all the leaderboard games with the scores from quarterfinals and semifinals. Like, I put in everyone's scores for all the events to try and see what my strengths and weaknesses were amongst these 10 women, or I guess nine women since China wasn't there. Um, and it wasn't looking good for me. <laughs> uh, it looked like the strength was my thing and anything like aerobic kind of was not. Um, so I was happy with the second event also. Um, I think I finished like, well, definitely top half. <laughs> Well, and it's funny you say that because, so Jamie Latimer, who is in your division, she actually finished 17th. Okay. Um, uh, she, and she was my analyst in Pasadena. Yeah. And when you were, when you were out on the floor, we were debating what your strengths and weaknesses were. Like we were going back and forth because you are very well-rounded and you've been around a long time. And I think your strengths and weaknesses have probably changed in 10 years. 
yeah. to the field. But you are really strong. Um, and that's one thing that we both agreed on. So when I looked over there and saw you missing lifts, I was like, what in the world is going on? <laughs> yeah, I think it was nerves. And my, I just remember my hamstrings felt really tight. Um, but the power was there. So I just took some extra attempts and it was fine. <laughs> Got the ones I needed. One of the, the best posts you that I think you've ever made is um, you, after after the injury, you posted that I will do anything to get out of a 5K. Yeah, that was just, <laughs> it was something we were saying back in the medical room because we were talking like, do you want to withdraw? And I was like, what do you recommend? Like, I'm like, well, the next event's a 5K. I don't, I can't take one step. I don't know how I'm going to do a 5K kind of thing. Um, and so I just looked at my coach and I was like, anything to get out of a 5K. And so that was kind of like our little joke that day. Um, but in reality, I was really excited to run that 5K because I did cross country in high school. That was something I hadn't tested in a while, but I think of myself as a decent runner. So um, I was looking forward to it. And in all reality, like it, that was just a joke, <laughs> just something to lighten the mood, I guess. Yeah. Well, what's funny is like I've never seen you run. Yeah. Because I only know I only know you as a CrossFitter, and mm -hmm. I didn't. And my thought was, if you could get through that 5K in good shape, yeah, you had a good shot at the top of the podium. Yeah. Looking at the times, they were fast times, but also it sounds like the course was a little on the short side. And if I have people to pace me, then I know I would have been right there with them. Like. I, I'm not built necessarily like a distance runner, but I am definitely comfortable in that running kind of modality. And I know how to push on a run and how to pace on a run. Um, and I think it was going to be a decent event for me. When what, what people in the audience probably can't tell is you're really actually tall for a CrossFitter. Yeah, that's it's funny you mentioned that because we were all talking, just me and the other girls in my uh, division. and. Like, oh, I thought you'd be taller. I thought you'd be shorter. And like, they're like, you're smaller than I thought. You're taller. And I think people thought I would be like short and like bulkier. And like, I have a lot of muscle mass. So I'm like five, six and a half. So um, I'm definitely on the taller side. And yeah, when I met you at the at the West Semis, like you were much taller than I thought mm -hmm. you were. I get that a lot. <laughs> you can't tell um, on Instagram. <laughs> right, right. Or in these podcasts, you're sitting down and, yeah. you know. And, and it's being talked about in the, in the chat. You look so young. Oh, right? thanks. They can't believe that you're a master's athlete. And we get that every time you're on. Well, I appreciate so, that. I don't feel like a master's athlete. <laughs> and you don't act like one either. Like, True. And, and I think that's what, that's where the sport is going. It is evolving to people who have been doing this for 10 years, like you or, yeah. or longer. Like they're in really good shape when they get to that 35 to 39 year old division. Yeah. And it's a, it's no joke. Like the competition there is fierce. Yeah. And it, I yeah. think if we can keep that moving, it will only grow the master's divisions because the competition is good. Right now, I think we've got great competition from 35 to 44 for sure. Yeah. And then when you get to 45, you've got some great athletes, but it's tiered out way too much right now. Yeah. People need to know they have that opportunity um, as they get older. 
Yeah, and especially as the sport ages, because at this point it's been around however long, so people can only have been doing CrossFit for that many years. But like over time, you'll have the people who used to be in the open division who are now in the 65 plus if it keeps going for that long. So um, it'll continue to evolve that way. Yeah, we talk about all Lana Marcin, who was there covering the 60 plus Mm -hmm. and 65 plus. She's been a proponent of that we need to have leaderboards for 70 to 74, 75 to 79, just so people at that age know they can do it. True. Not not having a spot at the games, not like just a leaderboard. So if they do the open, that they can see where they rank. Yeah. That would be, you should at least be able to filter it that way. Like, I don't think it would be that tough. Right. And why not have that provision? If, you, if, if, they, if they are willing to say, we don't care if we make it to the CrossFit Games. We just want a leaderboard for that division. That's not even a cost to CrossFit. Yeah. No. Right? Like, that's an easy ask, I think. And I think so. I'm hoping she gets it done. Yeah, that'd be cool. So, so you, I can't even remember where I was going now. So, with your division... We talked about your roller coaster season and and I've been banging the drum hard this season about this, right? I hate that your semifinals are online. Yeah. I, I as a master's athlete. Yeah, I can see it being tough to have a semis, but if you yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they would do because it's one final division like would you pull like one or two from each region like i i don't know what that would look like um to do it in person yeah i i don't have all the answers but but i i wish we would at least as a community look so let me ask you this first and i okay i have so much to say about all this so again jamie full disclosure is one of my best friends in the world she's in your division Every in-person competition she does, she podiums. She yeah. podiumed at Masters Fitness Collective. She podiumed at Legends. But then in the online stuff, she just, she can't get to that next level, right? I'm so relatable. <laughs> and so then you you go to the games, China withdraws. They don't, or you, did you get her f- spot or somebody no, else? No, there was someone who ended up qualifying on a team at semis. Right. So I got it right after semis. So, so China withdraws and they don't backfill that. No. So we're down to nine. Right. And at least have a full field. Mm-hmm. Right. Is, is my argument. And then, um, then another person tests positive for PEDs. Mm-hmm. Right. So now like you withdrew and you even moved up a spot. Mm-hmm. Um, and th- so my, my argument is, I thought you'd be a great test case because you finished 11th at semis, you get the backfield at 10th, and then you're winning the whole thing. Yeah. And it would show that we are not accurately picking the 10 that should go. If you're only picking 10, it needs to be a better test to make sure you get the right 10 there because yeah. it's such a, the eye of the needle is so small. That's kind of what I was going to say, either like a change to how you qualify or a change in the number who qualify. Because I think for sure, if you had the top 20 from that online, I think you would have the best of the best in there. But 10, I just think you're missing some talent. 
that could shake up the leaderboard and do something big in person. Um, because yeah, like I said, I, I was looking at all the scores and I was like, man, these girls are fit. And then there I was on top of the leaderboard for the first four, maybe five events. Um, so I don't know what it is. I don't, I, cause they do thorough reviews of those video submissions, but, um, there's just another element to competing in person. I think, uh, just knowing how to handle your nerves, um, having someone else count your reps, having equipment that's not yours. And also each kind of stage of the competition sort of unlocks a new bucket of movements and skills um, that you have to adapt to. So you, you have to earn those. Like you don't just get them because for years people have been telling me like, if you could just get to the games, you could do something big. Um, but you have to earn that and you have to check all the boxes to get there and, um, get to try that. So, so Nick wad zombie got to see Chelsea in person. What a beast. Oh, thank you. Um, he was at the West semis as well. Um, so yeah. So the other thing I guess I want to ask you is there's all these rumors floating that masters are going to be broken off and have their own CrossFit games. I can see that. Um, and, and it's all speculation there, I mean, there are some significant rumors out there. What are your thoughts about that? Do you think that would be a good thing for the sport or a bad thing? And secondly, you as an athlete, how much does it mean that you're out there on the same in the, at the same festival with the, the elite athletes? Yeah, that's a good question. And I guess I could see it going that direction. That's probably pretty realistic. Um, I don't know the ins and outs and the costs and whatnot, but to me, it seems like it would almost be more cost effective to have it all together the way they've been doing it for years, just one big thing. And it brings more people together. But I mean, the way they um, like broadcasted the masters, no one, it was like a traffic cam. People trying to support me didn't know what was going on. Um, so they could really just watch the leaderboard or they said if they listened, it was okay. But um, so I could definitely see things moving that way. I don't feel, well, maybe it was because my week was cut short, but I didn't have a whole lot of interaction with those other divisions anyways. And it still felt like a very special week for me. Um, so maybe it would depend what it looked like if, if it was like a low budget CrossFit games and it um, wasn't as much of a spectacle, maybe that wouldn't be quite as exciting. Um, but if they did a good job, it could be just as cool. Um, I don't yeah, know. I, I, I don't have much control over the direction of things. I try and just kind of take it as it comes and look for silver linings and stay optimistic. But um, I'm not going to like stop competing because it looks different, you know? Yeah. I. So my thing is, like, I think it could be a great thing. I think it could be a bad. It's just like what you said, right? It depends on how it's run if it's split off. Mm -hmm. If it's run just like the games, but and the and the masters athletes get a complete spotlight on them, I think it could be a great thing. For sure. But do I trust that that's what's gonna happen? Exactly. Right. And I and I don't at this point. You've got to prove it to me. My other issue with it is 
what what are the data points that you're using to make this call? Because I was at the games this year. The Coliseum was more full for adaptive and age group divisions than it was for teams. Well, right? to me, that is the inspiring stuff, especially the adaptive, and especially after being down a leg for the last few weeks. Like, it's incredible. Um, so I, I, I think exposure to that for everyone is uh, value added. Um, I right. agree. <laughs> and, and, I've, and I've said this a few times on the show. I talked to vendors who did better this year on a Tuesday than they did last year on a Saturday. Wow. So if the vendors are happy and there's more butts in the seats for these divisions, why are they the ones you're picking to split off? Yeah, maybe more work and less employees. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But you're right. I would yeah. be curious of those data points as well. <laughs> yeah. And, I'm, and they may have data points that I just don't know about, right? Mm -hmm. I can only go by what I see. Yeah. They're a privately held company. They don't have to tell me what their data points are. Mm -hmm. But... I just wanted to get your opinion on that. The yeah. last thing I want I want to ask you, and then I'll let you go because I know you're working today, <laughs> is that um, you got to go out on the floor with people that you have been trying to compete with for ten years. You got yes. to go out there with Danny Haran and mm -hmm. Stacey Novar. What did it mean for you to be out there on the floor with those people that you have been pursuing through regionals back in the day? all the way up through semifinals to finally make it out on the floor with them. Yeah. I mean, that was another highlight for sure. And meeting them in person and just getting to know them as people like only made me more inspired by them, to be honest, like everyone was so incredible. Um, and that, I mean, Danny Horan, so cool. And I competed against her at Granite Games years ago and she probably didn't know who I was, but I, was a big fan and same with Stacey Tovar like everyone knows that name um and like you said they were the games athletes I was watching when I was just like starting to get into the competitive side of things so um being next to them made it more special I think if um it was a field of 10 and there weren't any names that I was that I knew before um I might have felt a little different but like having them on either side of me uh it just I don't know it was cool. <laughs> yeah. And it had to mean something when you were in first place. Oh yeah. With those people out on the floor, like it gives validation to what you're doing as well. Yeah. And I, I've said this too, like I am so grateful that I was able to complete four events. Well, almost five events <laughs> because it really um, helped me prove to myself that I did belong there, that I could compete against them and do well. Uh, like had it happened on event one, like poor Aaron, <laughs> then I mean, that would just be a big question mark for me right now. But now there's no doubt, like I can compete on that level. Um, so that was yeah. huge for me. What, like <laughs> yeah. What's so funny. I love that you say like, I competed with Danny at um, Granite Games. So she probably didn't know who I was. Like I am friends with Jamie. She's in your division. She definitely knows who you are. You were someone that she had her eyes on yeah, and, yeah. and wanted to compete against. So know that 
people do know who you are. Oh, that's good. And, <laughs> and uh, we love having you on this show. Um, it's always a treat having you on. Oh, I love Thank you so much for doing yeah. it. Uh, and we'll stay in touch in the off season. We'll, we'll, we'll catch up and see how the recovery is going. Um, and just, I'm going to leave everybody with this. So don't think that Chelsea's just sitting around. Um, <laughs> she is getting some workouts in. And I, I think you posted this. Uh, even with that boot and the one-legged uh, wall walks. Yeah. You're getting your work in. Well, I have to attribute the upper body gains to the crutches because I have been doing what I can, but um, this was a decent sized PR. <laughs> so you you're, you PR'd this? Yeah, I think the last time I tested was leading up to either semis or the games, and I think I got 18. And so this was 27. <laughs> and... I is kind of tough going to failure because my arms were dead and I didn't know how I was going to get down without bonking my Achilles on something, but I managed to get down safely. Um, had I not had so, the boot, I might've tried another. So coming to Gr CrossFit gyms everywhere, walk on crutches to PR your wall facing handstand pushups. They made me sore at first, but now I'm used to them. I feel like a champ on those things. <laughs> you are a rock star. Thank you. Um, well, with that, we'll leave on that high note. And I love that you always see the silver lining in things and you just roll with the punches. And we will stay in touch for sure all off season and have you back to talk about all things around the CrossFit space. And oh. uh, maybe we'll have you and Aaron on together. There we go. Boom. Right. <laughs> well, thank you everybody in the chat for being here. We will catch you next time on the Clydesdale Media Podcast. C4 Energy, Extend, and Cellucor are delivering the most effective, best tasting, and highest quality products for you. Get 20% off when you use the code Clydesdale at checkout at C4Energy.com. That's C4Energy.com. And now back to the interview.